Good Sunday afternoon to you, boys and girls. Welcome to, yes, this Sunday edition of Butch on Sports. Simply Butch is here, and as always, thanks for tuning in here. Uh, Thither, a bunch of sports news that we can give you that, yes, you can't get enough of. Let's get into the action here. First and foremost, Ah, it's always a good breeze when Sunday you have winners there. The Detroit Lions, yes, now are definitely in the running for a playoff spot. They're now four and six. They won their third in a row. Yes, indeed, they beat the Giants by a final score in MetLife Stadium by a final score of 31-18. Yes, the Lions scored the first three, but the Giants caught up with six more. However, that second quarter, the Lions scored 14 points for a 17-6 lead going into halftime. Lions score again in the third and fourth quarter, where the Giants try to make a comeback in the fourth quarter by scoring 12, but yes, it just wasn't enough there as the Lions beat the New York Giants at home. In the Giants' ballpark, final score, 31-18. Brother Williams, I'll say Brother Williams, scored three touchdowns. Adian Hutchison had an interception and a fumble recovery there in this particular game. Lions' defense showed up again for the third straight game. Lions' offense controlled the matters in hand. When they had an opportunity to score, they did that just fine. Then 160 yards total on offense running the ball is a huge key there. 165 yards passing was another huge key. I would call that a balanced recipe, boys and girls. Jeff Okuda was the only uh, big casualty in the game. He was hurt uh, early in the second quarter. Uh, he ran into his uh, his fellow teammate Harris as the two crossed paths in the middle of the field. They both collided. Mike Hughes replaced Akuda, who's been on in the Lions' best defensive back of the season. I'm talking about Jeff Akuda. Right now, a concussion protocol is at bay for Jeff Okuda. No words given is he going to be available Sunday, uh, not Sunday, but this Thursday, Thanksgiving Day. So we'll keep um, abreast of the goings-on as he is in protocol for concussion there. By the way, the Buffalo Bills played play at fourth field because they couldn't play in their own field in Orchard Park. And they won that game over the Cleveland Browns by a final score of 31 to 23. Browns tried to make a comeback, but a little bit too late there. The Bills are going says they're going home. Who knows what they're going to do there? They kept on a whole lot of stuff, very much so secretly there. However, they say they're going home tonight. They'll be back on Wednesday evening to take on the Lions Thursday afternoon, 12.35 is the start time for the game that means so much to us in Detroit, the Thanksgiving Day extravaganza, Lions and the Buffalo Bills. Oh, my. That ought to be a good one. Ah, Lions, three in a row. Boy, oh, boy, when you make some adjustments and stick to it, 
and she'll do work out. Last night, the Red Wings was in battle when they, uh, they played the Blue Jackets of Columbus and Phyllis Oronik and also Moise uh, Sater. They had big, nice Sater, especially there. One goal and three assists, four points. Uh, they routed the Blue Jackets by a score of 6-1. to one. Dylan Larkins also had three-point performance. He had a goal and two assists. The Wings are 9-5-4, and four, enjoying their biggest margin of victory of the season. I can't, I can't say no more about that. It's good to have two boys, two winners. Everybody winning. I love it. By the way, the Pistons tonight take on the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento. That's a 6 o'clock p.m. start time, 3 o'clock, and you're on the left coast there. And that'll be, again, at the Golden One Center in Sacramento there. So if you got your TVs on or you're listening to this podcast while uh, watching TV, it may be on right now. So, hey, uh, check out the Valley Sports and give it a whirl here. The Detroit Tigers were taking care of business. And this is one name you will not see for the Detroit Tigers roster. Jeremy Colorado's will not return for the Detroit Tigers for the 2023 season. The uh, the Tigers, say the Lions, the Tigers non-tender Colorado's uh, ahead of Friday's 8 p.m. deadline, meaning that immediately he becomes a free agent for the first time in his career. He was projected to receive seven million dollars in his final year of his. Salary arbitration, but he won't get it from the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers also non-tender uh, infielder Harold Castro and utility player Wooly Castro. They're all three are gone. They reached a one-year, one million dollar plus contract with Tyler Alexander, and also a one-year, four point three million dollar contract with Austin Meadows, so they won't be a problem. They avoided arbitration for both players. I'm talking about the Detroit Tigers, that is. Detroit Tigers are making a lot of adjustments in management staff and the coaching views and also even down to the trainers that we had so I had so many complaints with on injuries last particular season there. It, it, you can't get, a, get enough of that, but the Tigers are going to be Uniformly change, hopefully for the better. Let's move on here, boys and girls, with <laughs> more sports news you can't get enough of. Uh, did I talk about, oh, yeah, the Pistons. By the way, the Pistons. Uh, Kay Cunningham is exploring options of surgery on his left shin after a stress reaction. The league told sources of Yahoo Sports. Cunningham has been dealing with pain since preseason and seen multiple doctors looking for ways to continue his sophomore season, which shouldn't have been. That's my personal opinion there. Cunningham has been out since November the 12th, and the team turned that his left shin soreness and the prognosis has gotten more dire than getting better, sources say there. He determined the option at this point. Uh, the length of time for recovery will be determined after the surgery there. If he decides to get the surgery, my my bet is he's going to get the surgery, so you're not going to see 
Cunningham for a very long time here for the Detroit Pistons. A move, if he had that during the preseason, should have been taken care of at that point in time. That's just, a, again, a personal opinion. But, again, I'm not the professional guy in the training room and all this other stuff there. It makes no sense to put someone out there hurt and be, and, and doing a Rudy. I could do it, coach. It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Uh, after falling behind 17-10 to 10 in the late of the third quarter, the University of Michigan clawed back with star running back Blake Corum on the sideline and eat some heart-stopping uh, particulars there because Corum in the second quarter got hurt and hurt his knee. Although he came out the third quarter out the locker room there in full uniform, he did not play. However, University of Michigan clawed back and won the game over a, a team that basically <laughs> uh, Illinois, which is not a bad team at all. They got good running backs and pretty good dog on offensive line, but and they kept it close and they kept it up in the ring. But again, the University of Michigan ended up uh, winning this game by a score at nineteen to seventeen to set up a. A showdown with Ohio State next week in Columbus. Jake Moody, four second-half field goals were the big, big difference in there. Moody kicked field goals from 46, 41, 33, and 35 yards. The final three came within the fourth quarter. Can't get any better than that. Michigan running back, uh, again, uh, Blake Corm, one of the leading contenders for the Heisman Trophy, again, got injured. Late in the first half of the game, Corn appeared to be injured the left knee, and on a second down run, uh, he will be evaluated, I'm quite sure, very, very closely also, all through this week, I should say that. The Wolverines head coach, Jim Harbaugh, told the media of the game that Corn was clear to return to the game, but the knee was structurally good, So, but they took precautions and didn't play him. Right now, it's unclear whether this injury will be impacting Corn's stature for the weekend showdown against Ohio State. I'm quite sure they're going to do a lot more testing and making sure, hopefully, this is right. Don't do the K, uh, the K Cunningham and go out there and mess the guy up more than what it is there. Let's evaluate to avoid that maybe can be a serious situation there. I'm quite sure that Wolverines are going to be very, very closely and careful for this particular uh, ordeal. How State of Michigan for all the marbles this upcoming Saturday. The Spartans, Michigan State Spartans, they blew a 17-point lead in the second half. In screwed-up fashion, boys and girls, and broke down in every phase of the game, a 79-yard touchdown run by Hoosier Shaw Srevers and an 88-yard kickoff return by teammate Jalen Lucas. Put a dent in the doggone side of University of Michigan State. A Peyton Thorne in the session on the next Michigan State uh, play on the field. Kind of iced it up for them. Then their ground march will pull Indiana into a tie with uh, Josh Henderson on a one-yard uh, touchdown run early in the fourth quarter. Michigan State's kicker Ben Patton missed a 22-yard field goal attempt wide to the left as time expired in regulation, thus taking them to uh, overtime. 
And guess what, boys and girls? In two overtimes, Michigan falls short and blows the game wide open and loses, okay? Indiana, 39. Michigan State, 31 in two overtimes. They could have been bow eligible if they won this game. On a capable, should been a very capable win for Michigan State, but things have not been very capable all of this year for Michigan State, up close and personal there. Needless to say, the show goes on. Okay, boys and girls, let's get to some high school sports as we uh, always do on Sunday, especially during these championship times here. The championship for the swimming and diving finals is in Division One was Ann Arbor Pioneers, in Division Two East Grand Rapids, in Division Three Bloomfield Hills Marion. They are the champions of swimming and diving in those three divisions. There, congratulations to them and all who took part in the extravaganza of finding out who's going to be a champion. In volleyball, the champions are as followed in Division One. Bloomfield Hills, Marion, Division Two, North Branch, Division Three, Pewamo, West Phillips, and Division Four, Mount Pleasant, Sacred Heart. Those are the volleyball winners in the state of Michigan for this particular year, season. Congratulations to all of them, and yet again, for all who took part. In the eight-player division of football, the finals, Martin 74, Merrill 24, Martin the winner. In Division Two. Powers North Central 66, Meldon 26. Congratulations to all the participants, including the, the champions. No more eight-player football for this year. That is done. Now, for all the games that's going to be played at Ford Field, this upcoming Friday and Saturday, let's do the Friday games first in Division Number Eight at ten o'clock. It will be Jubilee versus Ottawa St. Whiteford in Division Six. Uh, no, let's go to Division Two. Warren De La Salle versus Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central. That's going to be the one o'clock game on Friday. The four thirty game on Friday will be. Gladwin versus Frankenmuth. That's at 4.30 in Division 6. And the last game that's going to be played, the highlight game, will be Division 4. And Detroit, Martin Luther King versus Muskegon. That's going to be a barn burner there. That's in Division 4. On Saturday, okay, Division Center 7, I should say, Jackson Loomis Christie. Versus Traverse City, St. Francis. That's at 10 a.m. in Division Number One. Big game, Caledonia versus Bellevue. That's going to be at one o'clock on Saturday. Again, Gladwin versus Frankenmuth. That's going to be at 4:30 on that particular one. And and I made a mistake there, so I'm going to go back to Division 7 in a minute there. But let me get this out of the way. And um, Division number 3, I do believe, no, Division number 2. No, not there. Division 4. No, Division number 5. 
No, Division Three. That's I just gave you that there. Let me start this all over again then. In Division Eight, ten o'clock, Ubley and Ottawa Lake Whiteford. Division two, Warren De La Salle, Grand Rapids, Forest Hill Central. Division number six will be Gladwin versus Frankenmuth. Division number four, the nightcap, Martin Luther King versus Muskegon. Those are all our Saturday games, okay? I got that right. I got it out of my system. Okay, very good. And Friday games. And I can go through this. I will go through this again, definitely, in the order of division, okay, on Wednesday. Ah, get out of that little rat hole here. Okay, <laughs> Quayla. Oh, the soccer team, it is. The World Cup started today. A uh, big parade and whatnot there, but the extravaganza in Quayla there. Uh, that's going to be soccer in November instead of in the summertime or early fall has taken place. Quayla loses to Ecuador by a score of two to zip. Fans were streaming for the exits well before the final whistle. They probably was going after some beer and some other little short little things because, let me tell you, alcoholic beer will not be sold in and around the World Cup stadiums after all. According to Friday's announcement from organizations that represented a stunning reversal two days before the tournament. The authorities appear to have, over, have overruled um, the FIFA soccer global government body and own of the owners of the World Cup and Budweiser, a longtime sponsor. <laughs> Budweiser is very much so it's over the hill there right now. For months, FIFA and Budweiser and Quayta uh, and the 22, uh, 2022 World Cup controversy host nations seem to found middle ground in agreement of alcoholic beverage to be sold within the stadium compound around the perimeter of the, of the stadiums and the arenas but not in the concourses of the particular stadiums indeed. But a big switch came there when the agreement was modified, which does not allow beer to be sold at the World Cups. It's been going on for decades that you can get a cold beer at the, at the World Cups, but not this year, boys and girls. As Quater said, no, no, we won't have it. Alcohol is not part of our culture. Take that and stuff it, huh? And as I finish that on off here, that's another edition of Butch on Sports will end on Sunday. Butch on Sports is a presentation of Oh My Darling Production. Check out Butch on Sports on Facebook, always on Facebook, boys and girls. You can also check out Butch on Sports on this homepage at Podomatic.com. Just type in S-I-M-P-L-Y-B-U-T-C-H-T-O-O dot. Podomatic.com. You can also go to the GameSportsShow.com to also find Butch on Sports and the smorgasbord of all other shows that that uh, that medium does contain there. Okay, hey, let me tell you, I said I would have some news. 
on Wednesday about the situation with the game sports show. I will definitely, that will be definitely on the agenda this upcoming Wednesday, okay? All righty now. Hey, have a very good beginning of the week. Stay warm because it's nippy. It's supposed to get a little bit warmer in, in lower Michigan. But, hey, do your thing. We'll, we'll hear from you Wednesday. Hopefully you tune in on Wednesday's Butcher on Sports before the Turkey Day celebration and football, football, football.